0: Welcome back to Keeping It Real, the IGN Movies Podcast. This is Jim Vivida, Stacks, joined as always by Chris Carl. Hi, guys. Except for those days when he's not around, and then uh, I guess we're not always joined by you. That's true. But, But today I'm here. Today he is here. He is here in the flesh. Uh, And uh, that is um, a frightening sight (laughs) (laughs) Put on some goddamn clothes, sir, please Exactly So, uh, you know, it wasn't a huge week for music news It was, actually There are a couple of, you know, uh, decent stories But for the most part, you know, not not like weeks past You know, this weekend, of course, is the Academy Awards So we're going to speculate, speculate, as I like to say On uh, Oscar picks and all that sort of thing uh, but let's talk about last weekend's box office, where we grossly overestimated how um, Ghost Rider Two was going to do. Now, Ghost Rider Two, uh, we I had pegged it as number one with 34 million. You pegged it as number one with 33 million. It actually, after the the the. Final numbers came in, it opened in fourth place. Yeah. With 25.5 million. Safe House was number one. We getting better bow. and better. I'm telling you. But hey, you know, as bad as Ghost Rider 2 did, this means War opened in fifth place with 20 million. Yep. So pretty close actually on that number i picked 17 million I yeah think. i picked 28 so i
1: was i was really off always
0: yeah well you know what can i say you have a rep to protect that—that <laughs> that is it
1: one of these weeks i'm actually going to get it right and then people you know
0: our 15 listeners will faint so all right ghostwriter franchise done i guess we have to see how it does overseas i mean it was kind of a surprise that it the, the first one even got a sequel considering even though it made money do you know anybody who liked it
1: yeah I mean maybe you know we were we were talking about this um I think last podcast, and maybe maybe you know the the, the badness of the first one did kind of actually hurt the second one you know yeah i I, I think that you even can, though the second one i
0: you know it's a better movie I'm
1: yeah not exactly. much
0: but better movie you know
1: yeah, so I mean, we gave it a we gave it a pretty high rating. I think we gave it four stars. Uh, Mister Mister Scott Kalura went in, um, and uh, and watched I,
0: that. I, I think he he went in with some sort of hallucination <laughs> in his system, maybe. I don't know. I saw it over the weekend, and um, you know, it, it, I, I didn't hate it. Like some people online are just ripping out as like the worst thing in cinema and blah blah blah. But I'm like, <clears throat> it's it's to me, is the cinematic equivalent of a. Uh, new new york street vendor hot dog now yeah. you know that stuff's not good for you you know it's made from crap mm-hmm. you don't want to know exactly what's in it but you you eat it because you're hungry and you just need that fix that's what goes right into two is
1: when i go to new york i eat middle eastern food you know, yeah from the street I, I like the pizza and it's i don't know what what the analogy is here but when you eat middle eastern food on the street just Just don't book anything the next
0: day. (laughs) All I'm thinking of is that scene from uh, Batman Begins where he's like... Plus, I have kids. What they don't like falafel. We yeah, them. So, exactly. so basically, you were you were going to the the falafel I, guy. I'm
1: the falafel guy. So yeah, I mean, I didn't know if there was really that much of a franchise to kill there, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend, and we'll see what happens internationally. But I would say there's probably not going to be another Ghost Rider. I anymore. mean,
0: I would imagine too that you would, if you were at Warner Brothers and you were kicking around the idea of a Green Lantern too, you would look at something like Ghost Rider. Uh, which did even better than Green Lantern did, and be like, okay, if that many years goes by and people haven't forgiven or forgotten the first movie that actually made money um, and this sequel tanks, why the hell would we ever, you know? The the difference between Ghost Rider
1: 1 and Green Lantern 1 is that Green Lantern was actually not the horrible horrible movie that ghost rider was ghost right. rider was really terrible yeah i think green lantern was just really disappointing for a lot of people yeah I and mean, you look at it just straight up
0: movie it's a little soulless it's a little lifeless but there's some cool set pieces Yeah, i mean the alien stuff i still i wanted more of that but you know that 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 was last year's podcast <laughs> uh the the real uh box office kind of story though was um, you know, Phantom Menace is still out in 3D. It made just under $10 million this weekend for a sixth-place finish, but that was enough to put it over the top on the all-time domestic, meaning North American, uh, releases uh, the number one Star Wars movie now of all time. It has surpassed A New Hope, of course, until A New Hope gets re-released again in 3D right. uh, several years down the line, if that indeed happens. like They say it will, but... Think about it. Four years from now, who's going to really want to see anything in 3D? You couldn't even get four (laughs) months from now with people wanting to see it in 3D. Um, You know, uh,
1: just as we were coming into the room, uh, Eric Goldman was barking out uh, stats at us. And -hmm. and he said that it also just uh, crossed a billion. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't really barking them out.
0: uh, And it's an ass hair away from, uh, (laughs) (laughs) from crossing Dark Knight. Yeah. On the uh, worldwide list, so, so it'll so do that. It'll do. It, that. it will do that probably this weekend, which in, in which case, you know, I cannot wait to see the the wailing and gnashing of teeth <laughs> and the, just the internecine guerrilla warfare between fanboys. But here's the over thing: that,
1: you know. Well, I, I don't know if you know this, but. I think I know Wal well, Chrisco. I think this is going to happen. I think once the Dark Knight Rises comes out, and you've got Batman Begins, Dark Knight, <clears throat> Dark Knight Rises, Warner Brothers isn't going to release a Batman movie for a while. They may just re-release those movies, right? Like, maybe Why not. You know, maybe yeah. maybe to give it a 3D treatment. Who knows? You know, you could see those again in the theater, and then maybe they'd creep up and get those numbers again. I'm not saying that's for sure going to happen. I could just no, see was, it happening.
0: Batman Begins? I'm. I'm Drawing a blank. Uh, <clears throat> was that also out in IMAX? That was just Dark Knight, right? I think it was just Dark Knight that started the yeah. IMAX bit.
1: But yeah, you know, they could go back and, and I mean, you can't really make you can't something really, yeah. for IMAX. No, you I mean, just you, just would, it do it the, you would do the, screen. yeah,
0: you would do like the fake IMAX thing and just get a, you know, a big print and try and show it. But you, speaking of IMAX, you know what, actually, um, and I do credit Nolan with the sort of... Um, popular resurgence of IMAX uh, and it's a format I prefer to 3D but uh yeah, for Skyfall, sure. Skyfall. Skyfall 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 Skyfall
1: Skyfall 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 Skyfall
0: Skyfall <laughs> Skyfall is going to be the first James Bond movie released in IMAX it was announced today and uh, it's you know it's, I can't wait to see it it's Sam Mendes directing and uh, it looks like a, a good looking picture so far from the pictures we've seen um, you know, I can't wait to see it in IMAX. Yeah, I'm excited about that movie. I really am. I... Daniel Craig's ears will never look bigger. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's true. That's true. And my girlfriend is really hoping for another him walking out of the, the, the water shot in, in IMAX. So his junk is 30 feet tall. <laughs> I don't want to be ever confronted with 30 feet junk. In addition,
1: I don't really want to be confronted with a 30-foot boob. You know? like it's Look. It's too big. It's too big.
0: They're, they're, you, you make do with what you get. I guess right? so. You know, look, if it's just you and, and an ogre woman, the last one's left on earth. Buddy. <laughs> You'll find love where you can, all right? You just crawl right inside that and, uh, you know... Hans, Bubby. (laughs) Um, Die hard reference. um, Are we going to talk about last night, what happened last night? Yeah, we can. Uh, We can't go into a very detailed review. It's under embargo, but... We can say that we saw John Carter last night. Uh, We attended the the premiere, premiere and it was very cool. And Helen Mirren was at the premiere, which I thought... (laughs) She's not in the movie. Uh, I I don't know why she's there, except maybe she liked the free booze. I don't know. Or she she has some friends that worked on it or something. That's
1: libel. She
0: she does the voice of (laughs) Woola.
1: Yeah. (laughs) An Oscar winner. So I have to say this. I'm not going to say anything about um, sort of my criticism of the movie or, you know, like opinion just beyond this. It was really good. Yeah, <laughs> like it was a fun movie. Yeah, I it was it was enjoyable from the first second to the last. It didn't have for me those like kind of cringeworthy moments yeah. of other movies. Um, episode one, um,
0: <laughs> and you know, I mean, that's all I really want to say about it. But yeah. it,
1: it it is well worth going to see. I think.
0: I, I mean, there, I had a couple of issues, but um, as far as like big budget genre fair goes uh this one was actually surprisingly well made i thought it was it had some you know some clunky story moments but um you know what overall i just thought it was fun i just you know and i really felt like it was a a movie that uh you know this isn't clear from like the trailers and stuff but really transports you to like uh, another world, and it really gives you that so the way you kind of. And I know people criticize Avatar, but you know, Avatar did make you feel like you were on this other planet and all that. And and John Carter, uh, you know, has that kind of element to it too. Um, you know, w- when the movie opens, we'll get into more specifics about the film. But just wanted to say, you know, um I went in there with, I got to say, pretty meager expectations given. Um, you know i haven 't been blown away by a lot of the trailers we 've you know that 's all been pretty well established and and I really hope that the movie does find an audience. I think it 'll do better now with the kind of word of mouth that it 's been getting out of the the press junket and uh, a lot of the early uh word online you know people do seem to like it yeah so I think it's a it 's a good solid entertaining movie and and hopefully. Um, you know, it'll it'll have some legs, yeah, and because uh, Lane Collins certainly does. <laughs> oh, ooh, oh, DJ Forrest. ooh oh, snap! <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean it was. Uh...
0: Yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, only thing that's
0: still a problem for it is the title for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know could only be worse if they called it Billy Carter, <laughs> which is a joke that only people over thirty five will get. So get old, thank you, all five of you, good old Billy Carter. Um, but no, I, I think it's a. I still think they should have called it Warlord of Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand how you thought you were going to be able to, to hide the sci fi element selling this movie just. By changing its title yeah. makes no sense to me. It's like if you renamed Star Wars, you know, you know, Adventures of Far Boy Farmer. and, and <laughs> The Smuggler. Yeah, Vapor. Yeah, um, but yeah, go check it out when it opens up March 9th. We're going to have a lot more um, stuff on John Carter come out. We got uh, some uh, cool video interviews coming your way, and of course, the review as soon as the embargo is lifted. Uh, I know I can't say that our uh, critic who saw it loved it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. I mean that's that's a
1: lot of that's a lot of people, and I have to say, you know, you said meager expectations going in. I think my expectations were a little higher than yours, and it still exceeded. You know, like yeah. it was still like, oh, this is a fun ride. And my
0: favorite thing in the movie. This is going to just sound so dorky, but Woola, the yeah. space dog. I was sitting next to you. He's friggin' and a, a, awesome. Anytime. Anytime Woola came on screen, Jim
1: was like tittering like a little girl. <laughs> I
0: was like a kid.
1: I'm like, I love Woola. <laughs> he, so awesome. he
0: did. did. Yeah. No, I totally want like a uh, like a a toy Woola thing for my desk. Yeah, he's great. He's like this giant Martian bulldog. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that's those are the moments with with Woola and the movies actually got humor in it, that, yeah. and it's not like dorky humor. Yeah. It's it not it like actually episode one. Humor. Yeah. It like it actually plays and and. Those are the moments where you feel the the hand of the the Pixar hand of Andrew Stanton at its best. And um, no, we've know,
1: reviewed the whole film.
0: No, I'm just <laughs> saying like Woola really is like uh, as close to a uh, a Pixar character in a live action movie as you'll get. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's true. So, yeah. all right. Well, uh, we'll be talking more about John Carter and uh, podcasts ahead. Let's move on to some of the week's big news. Let's start with. A good day to die hard, aka Die Hard Five. A good day to die hard, aka Bruce's latest houseboat. <laughs> um, he, uh, Bruce Willis's, uh, the the role of Jack McLean, John McLean's son.
1: All these kids are just popping out of the woodwork now. Yeah,
0: well, I know that they had kids in the first movie. I forget. Uh, how many and what genders the kid? Was. I, I know think he it was had at least a daughter. Boy and girl. I think. All right, then. Then they're sticking with canon. I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> um, you know, with the last Die Hard movie we had Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yum, as, as Bruce Willis's daughter. Uh, I mean, sorry, John McClane's daughter. And now Jay Courtney. I think I'm saying it's either Jay or Jai Courtney. He's an Australian actor. You would know him from Spartacus: Blood and Sand. Uh, he was on the first season of that show. He's going to play Jack McClane, who's Described as an even more hard ass character than his dad. And together, they go to Moscow to like save democracy. I mean, it's probably like this kid is like some kind
1: of, you know, marine or chill yeah. you know, dude, yeah.
0: right? So, <clears throat> I don't know. That's, Do, that's that doesn't it doesn't kind of, uh, it just kind of sounds like an Iron Eagle movie now. It smacks of indie to me a little bit, too. Like, they, yeah. they're
1: grooming the next diehard star.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just funny when you, you, you we've got this whole um, sort of, you know, uh, swath of movies now. Even, like, Wall Street 2. Where these '80s icons and now their grown children uh, are in the are main characters in the movie. Yeah,
1: they're passing the baton. Yeah. You know? And and you know, it is it is getting to that point where like some of the some of the stars who are action stars throughout the eighties and nineties are aging now. They have to kind of pass the torch a little bit. And so
0: you I know I mean Rocky Balboa did yeah, that too. Yeah. And and uh But the, you know, the thing is like Bruce Willis of all those guys, he's the youngest, he's still only in his fifties. Yeah. But he does seem to be the most willing to play like consistently play a guy with grown children. Like it took Michael Douglas until he hit like sixty before he have like you know, like a grown, you know, adult child. He was always the guy with like the perpetual seven year old kid in a movie. Harrison Ford too. And then yeah. finally they're like, dude, come on. <laughs> you know hey, hey man. You have silver hair. You gotta just accept the fact that your kids are grown.
1: I know I, I look at my dad and, and and I'm always like and you know, I'm turning thirty eight tomorrow. Um
0: Happy birthday.
1: And uh you know, I, I look at my dad now, and I'm like, he, he always tries to draw comparisons between himself and Harrison Ford. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way in hell he could, he could play like a leading man with like young wife and children at this point, and neither can Harrison Ford.
0: That's right. Um, let's uh, let's move on a couple of other news items now. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, and there's this has he been or you know is he or isn't he banned from the Oscars because apparently he wants to try and pull a publicity stunt as his character from The Dictator. It's his new comedy coming out where he plays this kind of like Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi kind of uh, Middle Eastern dictator, and <clears throat> you know the Academy is saying. Because he's invited to go because he's a cast member for Hugo, which has 11 nominations. You know, he plays a significant role in the movie. Um, and they're saying that they're, they're going to withhold his tickets to the show. First of all, I didn't realize you had to have a ticket. Yeah, I thought you were just like, you're on a list. Like, you actually get a physical ticket. Uh, they're going to withhold his tickets. Uh, until they get a guarantee that he's not going to pull a stunt, what is a guarantee from Sasha Baron Cohen worth, really? And and, and what are you going to do, arrest him if he does something? Yeah, I mean, but I think all it takes is Martin Scorsese because so many people respect him. Just say, please don't do that. This is my movie's night. It's not about your next movie, and it's not fair to everyone else here yeah. who isn't promoting their new movie. I think all it takes is just Scorsese going, not tonight.
1: Well, you know, but, we just—I just just you know—got word that they're doing some kind of different thing, right? Like they're going to do some kind of retort that isn't.
0: Well, you know. heat tomorrow, uh, Sasha Friday, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is expect his character, uh, Admiral General. I forget his last name. That's his. He actually has Admiral and General in his title. Um, uh, is going to issue a statement. Uh, his his response to what he calls the Academy of Arts and Zionists. <laughs> <laughs> so that, if that gives you any hint of the flavor of the response to come, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll bring it to you as soon as he's issued it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, he, 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 of course, you know, uh, was it the Oscars or was it the MTV movie awards a few years ago where the stunt with Eminem for Bruno and he flew out on the wires and, Stuck his ass in uh, Eminem's face. Yeah, was that MTV? Right, that yeah the movie awards for that, or was it Golden Globes? Or? I'm not sure what that was. I mean, Eminem wasn't at the Oscars, was he? He has been. He has been. Yeah, I remember he didn't he oh. win
1: an Oscar? Oh shit, yeah. But no, it was,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a while back. I mean, that was yeah. Eight Mile. So I don't yeah. know. Uh, anyways, let's move on to uh, other other uh, news. We were just talking about Bruce Willis a minute ago. Well, Red Two is in development. Uh, they haven't worked up Bruce Willis's or any of the other returning cast members' deals yet, but they have hired a director, and it's Dean Pariseau, uh or Parasot. I'm not quite. I'm, I'm assuming the T in his name is silent. He's the guy who made Galaxy Quest. Nice, and uh, he's going to direct Red Two. I mean, I think that's a pretty interesting pick, and I'm Dude, glad it's to a good see, fit. Yeah, I mean, I uh, who doesn't like Galaxy Quest? Come on, yeah. you can't call yourself a fanboy and not like that movie. It's just yeah, it's almost.
1: It's almost impossible, right? Like, yeah,
0: it's it's just. I think you get your your geek union card revoked if you if you don't like that movie. Yeah,
1: and it's uh, yeah,
0: it's one of those movies that I
1: feel like it. I've never really met anybody who's talked badly about it.
0: Yeah. So. it's like it's kind of like office space in that way, you know what yeah. I mean, like one of those like cult gems that all kind of nerds just dig yeah. so um, <clears throat> Edgar Wright is going to team up with Johnny Depp to direct a feature film version, of the old 70s horror TV show the night stalker now uh, Which i've never seen really uh, never my, once. my dad used to watch that, so i 've seen it you know a few times as a kid. Um, it was you know basically. Um, the main character is this guy named Carl uh, Kolchak, and he's a tabloid reporter. So it's kind of like remember McGee in the Hulk TV series. The mm-hmm. guy was like chasing, uh, you know, these sort of, um, you know, like news of the weird. Basically, yeah the the, yeah, the 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 kind of the strange stories. Um, and so, yeah, I believe he actually uh, was in Las Vegas. Or at least in one of them. And so, you know, you come across vampires and ghouls and all that sort of thing and devils and all that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Johnny Depp do that. He gives him an excuse to play another, you know, offbeat character with a hat. <laughs> it's kind of like Continuing the, his canon of offbeat hatted characters. It's kind of like the character then from Fright
1: Night, who has his own TV show Pretty lives much. in
0: Vegas, you know, et cetera. Oh, I, th- I have to wonder if Fright Night didn't kind of. Poach that yeah, from, from Nightstock, very around. much possible. But I, I like the I like
1: the union of Edgar Wright and Johnny Depp. I just yeah, I, I think their sensibilities kind that of go alike. Could mash.
0: Um, it's kind of like he's like a, a less at this point less burned out like Tim Burton in terms of like a guy with his very particular kind of style who would obviously like suit Johnny Depp style and you know both nice guys. So I could see them actually having a good rapport together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes you wonder could there be roles for you know Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in there because they of course you know work with Edgar all the time be kind of interesting to see like Johnny Depp and, and yeah. Simon Pegg yeah. team up. Yeah, that could be cool. Uh, I mean, maybe Simon Pegg can be the the villain, the monster.
1: Yeah, he got he got a, he got away from it with um, Scott Pilgrim, but yeah. uh, I, I'm sure they would love
0: to work the, together. The affable British werewolf or something. like <laughs> Hello. <laughs> they should do a movie called The Affable British Werewolf <laughs> starring Chris Tilly. <laughs> uh, hello Tilly here. <laughs> I actually want to do. Um, I'm going to pitch it to you right now, Chris. I want to do an IGN video show uh it's kind of like a game show uh, for like uh, fanboy nerd culture and it's called ridiculously british <laughs> but it's all american people playing like brits and like doing this sort of anglophile <laughs> stuff and then every now and then we have actual like british celebrities or our staff like tilly or croup or those guys come over and be like the F is going on with you guys. We
1: have to bring Moro back if we do that because he was the king of like horrible
0: British accents. He, he can be the uh, he can be like the uh, the announcer guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, Hello direct welcome. from London. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, that's my it's ridiculously British B R we'll so, I apostrophe I S H. Done. So and I'll be I'll be the host doing my own horrible accent. <laughs> and I uh, can, can honestly me, do it. Uh, Chutney um, uh, McGregerton or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just pulling this all out of my yeah, ass. It just especially. sounds like a hit right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, man. It's going to get the clicks. Um, other casting news. Uh, Lone Ranger. Uh, William Fickner. The, remember the guy from Dark Knight, who was the bank manager at the beginning? Uh, the, that in the rock. Ledger, he was in The Rock. He was in The He was the bad guy in Drive Angry. He was in Heat. He was bad in Prison, prison Break. Uh, he's going to be the new villain in Lone Ranger, subbing for Dwight Yoakam. He's in, um, you know, uh, he's in Entourage. Yeah, he uh, was in. And you know, I got him the gig in Equilibrium. Yeah, he told it was me that's a that. true story. He, uh, Kurt Wimmer, had emailed me the script years before it got, you know, well, uh, months before it got made. And he's like, just wanted my opinion. I'm like, what, what, what do you think of this? Because I think i had read an earlier draft and wrote something about it. He's like. Oh, thanks for your comments on the work. Here, here's a new draft. Let me know what you think of it. And I just bounced off the idea. I'm like, hey, you know, I think um, William Fickner, who at that time, I think his most high profile thing was um, Black Hawk Down. He mm-hmm. had just done that. Um, and he was one of the Delta Force guys with Eric Bana. And I said, hey, this guy would be great for that character. And then, like, skip forward like six to eight weeks and I get an email out of the blue from her wimmer we saying, Per your request I've cast William Fickner in my movie and I was like, Holy shit yeah. and I actually finally got to tell Fickner this story. And we had him in the office here last year for Drive Angry. Oh yeah. Really nice guy and um uh, and, uh, yeah, so we, uh, you know, he owes me, is what I'm saying, is someday William Fechner needs to be in either a play or a movie or something that I write. He he needs to, or just give you a $25 Target gift card. You know? <laughs> something, anything, <laughs> yes. You know, it's that. It's something as extreme as commit your time to a creative endeavor of mine, or just buy me a beer, you know. In what? fact, getting drunk with William Fechner could be in my other IGN show. Exactly. Fechner just comes on half in the back. Fuck all y'all! Make <laughs> me out. That would be great. You're <laughs> um,
1: just producing quality show after quality. I'm show. I'm telling
0: you, man. With with the uh, with the track record like this, I could be on NBC in no time. <laughs> that's, that's the
1: network you would be on. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. Better that like the game show network. Um, so Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Is up for the role of Hercules in Brett Ratner's movies. I, 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 Brett's good casting. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, what are your options? It's like Chris Hemsworth, maybe, maybe Chris Hemsworth's brother. Yeah, I know. And then like Chris
1: Hemsworth for sure. Yeah, you know,
0: and and The Rock. Like, who else? Like, if you don't get The Rock, I think your movie's Jason dead. Jason Momoa. You know? yeah. Jason Momoa, maybe.
1: Yeah, but he's already been Conan, so he's
0: been Conan, and uh, and boy, did that work out for him. Uh, I thought he was good Conan, but nobody went to see the movie.
1: Well, also that movie was just bad. Like it, it it, it had promise. Like actually, yeah. the first time I saw the trailer, it's like, oh, that could be badass. And then see, it I, bl- I
0: blame Marcus Nesbitt for that. I think the director. Yeah, he hasn't made so many good movies. Yeah, um, you know uh, uh, the first clip from the Amazing Spider-Man the reboot went up online over the weekend, and it what was noteworthy about it was that it wasn't an action clip. In fact, it was dare I say a little on the boring side. But it was it was simply. Peter Parker trying to get into the apartment building that Gwen Stacy lives in and the doorman not letting him in because Peter won't show him what's in his knapsack, which of course we know is his costume. So, you know, I I just wonder, is that a wise idea to put something as sort of banal as that as your first clip online coming off of the trailer, which got people jazzed? Doesn't it seem like you're kind of erasing a little bit of whatever headway you made, uh, winning the fanboys over by pointing up something as just a chatty but sort of slow little clip i mean it wasn't maybe it was, you know it's
1: i don't know if it hurts it that badly
0: you but know, really like, who wants to see the scene of, of peter parker talking <laughs> to a doorman <laughs> that's true i want
1: to see that in the movie you know like in the flow of the movie it's fine but yeah. like if you pull that out as a clip it's. i mean like,
0: if you're going to do a dialogue scene have have peter and gwen talking have peter and uncle ben have peter and kirk connors you know but don't not peter and the doorman Peter and the Doorman, actually, I think, was a band from the 60s.
1: I got an idea for a show called Peter and the Doorman <laughs> that we can produce
0: That's right. for NBC. And, of course, uh, by Peter we mean penis. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, all right, we're just going to drop it at that.
1: <laughs> doesn't um, need to be a series ever.
0: <laughs> Stallone's movie, Bullet to the Head, it's based on a comic book, uh, was supposed to come out mid-April. It has now been pushed to a to-be-determined date. Which isn't really surprising, considering it was supposed to come out in April. It is now late February, and no poster or trailer was in sight. I also wonder what's going on with Dark Shadows, uh, Tim Burton's and Johnny Depp's movie, because that's supposed to come out, I believe, in May, and no poster or trailer for that. You know, doesn't it seem like we yeah. should have seen something by now? I think so. I, I yeah. mean, maybe they wanted, like you know, maybe Burton doesn't want to have that and Frankenweenie kind of basically opening up back to back. I mean, and maybe you push Dark Shadows to say you know Halloween or, or Thanksgiving, you kind of avoid that summer glut. It might actually do better. When's Frankenweenie? Frankenweenie, I believe, is uh, August, April, right? or August, or oh, so. yeah, it's yeah, something was the around end of the that. summer. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also wow. don't have much of an opinion as you can tell. <laughs> I don't well,
0: know. Well, here's something you might have an yeah, opinion on. I don't I don't know about that. Paul Walker is making a movie and that movie is called Skyscraper.
1: Skyscraper.
0: And the gist of the movie is about a skyscraper. Which no. A Donald Trump type uh developer has built is uh, built a mile-high structure in downtown Chicago. Mm when the structure begins to falter it's up to a, a a crew to try and rescue the the city from destruction in a post 9/11 world <laughs> do we really want to see a building uh, a movie about a skyscraper that could collapse in the middle of a major american metropolis and kill thousands of people um I mean, I know it's 10 years later and yeah. maybe you can get away with it, but it just
1: seems... I think that would be in poor taste if it was like two years after 9-11. Yeah. I think at this point, you know, like, it, it's like we have to move on. You can't, you, right. you know, you're going to be able to show planes okay. crashing again. But, you know? but
0: in, in, a, in a different uh, table 9-11 then, Transformers Dark of the Moon, Building Collapsing in the Middle of Chicago <clears <Yeah>. <clears <throat> just came out last year. I mean, yeah, it's weird. Doesn't it kind of seem like it, that maybe that movie's kind of window of opportunity has passed? Yeah, there's this,
1: there's this interesting J.G. Ballard novel called Skyscraper, which is I was originally like excited because I thought I think it's called yeah I'm pretty sure it's called Skyscraper. I was originally excited because I, thought I was the guy who
0: did Empire of the Sun, right? yeah, Empire yeah.
1: of the Sun and Crash and and several other things. Um, but uh, it's this this is uh, story about this. Uh, apartment building that has basically all the amenities that you could hope for it's got a mall in it's it got all the services you would need so people in it start just living in the building and this whole huge battle starts raging in this building (laughs) it's like class warfare so everybody on the lower floors is trying to like move up the building and it it turns into like almost like a lord of the flies situation wow it's this really creepy dark dark book but now uh, i want to read it that is an actual good book? I have no idea if the Skyscraper things to be
0: good. <laughs> now uh, the Hunger Games. Yes. Tickets went on sale Wednesday and within the first 24 hours pre-orders you know pre-orders, shows were already selling out and it's already beaten according to Fandango already beaten the one day advance ticket sales record that was held by Twilight Saga Eclipse. So we already have one record that Hunger Games has broken. One Twilight record that Hunger Games has broken. And uh, you know these two things just can't seem to not get linked together. Yeah, and especially now that Lionsgate owns Summit, the studio that put out Twilight.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a little unfortunate because I, I think it doesn't actually serve them very well to keep
0: getting lumped in with Twilight. You know, yeah, I mean they're totally completely different, different properties. Now, okay, but I'm wanna, not surprised. I'm not surprised either. Uh, and you know, there's some people speculating that Hunger Games could open uh, upwards of a hundred million. So we'll know, see. I mean, I, me I think either. you know, as the as as we approach the uh, the March uh, release date, I, I believe it's March 23rd. So it's actually a month ahead of time, and it's already sold out. You know, That's of course, Dark Knight was you know the tickets went on sale six months ahead of time, and opening day is already sold out. But. um you know, okay. This weekend, the Academy Awards, the 84th annual Academy Awards. I've
1: got to cut you off for one second.
0: Okay. My Do you have to go to the
1: bathroom? My recommendation isn't skyscraper. I got the name of it wrong. It's called high rise. Okay. So, if you want to check out a really good book that's kind of creepy in nature, check out High Rise. Sorry for the. And he wrote the, the Crash, the Cronenberg
0: Crash. Yeah, not the, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he wrote
1: the weird Sex Cars movie. Yeah. Um, and Empire of the Sun.
0: Right. A great writer. A, a, a totally different Sex and Cars movie. Exactly. Right. And also,
1: if you haven't read Crash, that's another amazing book. The movie is good too, but not in you know in a
0: different way. The book is. Which really one had the better sex, the, the book or the movie?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, they're both really kinky and awful. <laughs> Not the kind of sex that I want to have. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, we've established that. We all know much more about Chris than we wanted to. I just don't want to go around beating off to Rex, you know? (laughs) Um, All right. So this weekend, 84th Annual Academy Awards. Um, Not the most exciting race because I think – A lot of the movies that are that are nominated this year. First of all, they can have now have up to ten nominations for Best Picture. They only have nine. You you really you can't go that one bit more for the (laughs) tenth one. There were plenty of good movies you could pick from that didn't make the list. But anyways, um, the artist is expected to probably win Best Picture. Uh, The Descendants, Midnight in Paris, Hugo uh War Horse, they're all nominated girl with the dragon tattoo has got a few nominations and then uh, you know it's uh i believe rango is up for uh best animated film so do you have any particular guesses about what who you think is going to walk away with whom
1: I, I, ge- I guess my here's my oscar guarantee i will fall asleep during this boring ass show Even though Billy Crystal's hosting? Yeah, I know that. I mean, there's that nostalgia factor, but I feel like, you know, we've talked about this before. The Academy Awards were for a while trying to get away from that stodgy vibe that they have. And, you know, that's why they brought in Anne Hathaway and James Franco, and that didn't work out so great. But... uh, well, I, it's just now you're swinging, the pendulum, swinging all the way the other way, and it just feels like we're yeah, so far I mean,
0: removed from a couple of years. And ago. We, we've joked before about, like, okay, they want to get young and hip and appeal to a brighter audience, so what's going to win this year? A black and white silent <laughs> French movie. <laughs> you know, it's like way, way to go, guys. But uh, The Artist is actually a really good movie. I like it. It's a bit of a gimmick film. Uh, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but um, I could see it winning Best Picture, although... I, I'm, I I still think the Help, even though it only won the SAG award, I think the Help actually has a fighting chance, hmm. more so than Hugo or The Descendants, because one, it's one of the few movies uh, on the uh, in the Best Picture race that's actually been a hit that people have seen.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think it, it it could be an upset uh it could be you know a, a history making thing because it, if it did win if it did upset the artist it would be um I think one of the first movies to ever not win any of these other major awards and get best picture. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't expect that to happen. I think the artist is just, you know, it's a given at this point. Yeah. But. I think
1: the boring thing is going to happen. I'm pretty sure. I'm <laughs> pretty sure the boring thing is going to happen. But I think
0: Jean Dujardin, the, uh, the actor from the artist, I think he's going to upset the best actor race. I think he's going to win best actor over Clooney. Hmm. Clooney is great. And the descendants, um, but I have a feeling like Dujardin really does have that, you know, of the moment kind of uh, heat want, on him right now. They want that Roberta Benini moment in the yeah, theater, too. Yeah, they do. You know? Or French Will Arnett, as I yeah. like to call him. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, the, to me, the most interesting race, actually, is Best Actress. Because it comes down to Meryl Streep or Viola Davis, mm-hmm. uh, who stars in The Help. And Meryl Streep was in The Iron Lady, where she played Margaret Thatcher. Now, Meryl Streep Gets nominated a lot, but she hasn't won an Oscar in uh, thirty years. Wow! So she could, um, you know, she was winning a bunch of awards, and then people were like, well, you know, Viola Davis was great, um, and I think Viola Davis and, and Streep, they're both fantastic in in their respective roles. Uh, Viola Davis's work is more, um, I want to say, subtle. Uh, I think by virtue of the fact that Meryl Streep is playing an iconic. A uh, well-known uh, figure and she does find the humanity in this person It it's still you know you're you're running the risk of caricature when you play somebody like that yeah. I thought she did a great job with it um, but I do have a feeling like Viola Davis might actually be the one if the help doesn't win best picture I think her and, and Octavia Spencer who's the odds on favorite for best supporting actress will be the ones ultimately representing that film
1: I feel like uh, I'm more interested in the things that didn't get nominated.
0: You know, yeah. Like I, I wish uh, I wish Warrior would would have Drive. been on Drive. I mean, uh, there are a bunch of different films. And and, and that that um,
1: Shame that last slot, you know, is is sitting there like
0: taunting those. Like, yeah. why wasn't Drive put in that slot? You know? Yeah, there. I mean, there are a bunch of different films from this year that could have gotten in there. I mean. Uh, you know Christopher Plummer is a uh, is uh, the favorite to win Best Sporting Actor. Although I was joking earlier on Twitter that if uh, he's not winning against Max von Sydow, if Max von Sydow won, it, you, we'd finally get that great General Chang versus Ming the Merciless fight that I've been waiting for. <laughs> You've
1: been waiting your whole life. for Although that. I, you
0: know, I want Nick Nolte to win that. I thought he was heartbreakingly good in in Warrior, and uh, you know he's not going to win, but. You know, Christopher Plummer, look, he's got a lifetime of work. He's, you know, I I, I have beginners uh, on, uh, I have a screener for it. I still haven't seen it. Apparently he's great in a, in a decent movie. Yeah, you know?
1: I, 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 I haven't seen, I, I think this Oscar crop, I've seen the least amount of movies of, of practically any year I've ever watched the Oscars. Yeah. And it's like a lot of these movies, I know they're good movies, but there's so few of these movies that actually appeal to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I liked I liked most of them. I I really loved Midnight in Paris. I think that and The Descendants they're going to repeat from uh their Writers Guild Awards and probably get the the screenwriting awards. Um I think uh uh I hope and expect Rise of the Planet of the Apes to get visual effects. Mm-hmm. Well, you never know. Like everybody thought The First Transformers would win and instead Golden Compass won visual effects and really do which by the way i don't understand yeah i don't get all. it either with their, their coca-cola polar bears i,
1: I mean i liked I, I thought the effects in golden compass were okay yeah you know serviceable transformers though come on
0: yeah i mean it's <laughs> whatever you know i, I don't, <laughs> I don't ridiculous. You, you say what you will about the movie or maybe you were confused but the robots were so busy but you believe that robots were fighting down the streets of yeah. LA and know? that first transformation
1: alone of Optimus prime should just been like, okay, there's the award.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's why I'm not, yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I would be very disappointed, but I wouldn't be shocked if rise of the planet of the apes does get snubbed. Yeah. I mean, Andy Serkis didn't get nominated. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we gave so. him
0: the summer movie awards so. and he appreciated so it. So that, you know, that makes up for it. Almost. It certainly In does. Some small way. Um, but uh i and also i think rango is probably pretty much she a went, given right? for for uh i mean it's although there are a couple of Puss in boots right Puss in boots kung fu panda two and then um uh, Rio? nope nope uh uh now now you made me forget it. Uh, I think it's Rico and and Cheetah uh, and yeah. then a cat in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's possible one of those smaller, you know, more obscure ones could could beat it, but I think at this point Rango is pretty much a given. Yeah. And I'm glad cuz I really dug Rango. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but uh
1: I want to if that yeah. means anything.
0: Well, I think that's about it news-wise. Uh let's uh let's talk about this weekend's box office. Now we got uh a couple of uh we have, we got we, listen, got, listen we got. Listen to them. me. Listen to me, scumbag. <laughs> um, we've we have a uh, Act of Valor opening up this weekend, and that was the movie filmed with uh, actual active duty U.S. Navy SEALs. So you know, uh, Uncle Sam, I guess, should get a credit in the movie considering taxpayer funded cast. I'm sure they got paid yeah. separately somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Tyler Perry's Good Deeds. Uh opening up uh Amanda Seafried in Gone. And then Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston and Wanderlust, which is from uh director of role models and the guys that did the state. So And Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American
1: Summer. Um Gone, let's let's touch on that for a second. That Shall is we know? a that is a movie that I've heard nothing about right, yeah I've I mean I no trailers'm pretty, outside I'm of pretty TV. sure it got uh, it got dumped there's a huge dump there, like like absolutely they're just only banking on Amanda Seyfried, right yeah. like it's it's a complete like hey, here's our star, and that's all that you know any t v spot is about that's all that any um billboard I've seen, but I bet there aren't a lot of billboards across america I think that that
0: that's yeah like D-O-A. i mean it, yeah and and also they just um. Uh, you know, it's like Amanda Seyfried is coming off of, uh, you know, uh, Red Riding Hood all that. Has she sort of, you know, and she had Jennifer's body too, has she sort of uh, lost whatever momentum she's she She's not had? a leading
1: lady, period. Yeah.
0: She isn't. Like,
1: she could be a leading lady in indie films like Chloe or whatever, but she's not. Like, she's not opening anything. I don't think she's a supportly, uh, support player either, but she's got So gotta... you're
0: calling her worthless. It's basically what you're saying is, <laughs> why is she working?
1: No, I mean, she's fine, whatever, but, like, it, you know, she's not... She's she's kind of like that box office thing that didn't work out, you know? she. Yeah. I, I think she was headed down our Rachel McAdams path for a while, and then she made a couple of missteps, and now she's going to have to go back. She's going to have to, like... Go pay her dues again in romantic
0: territory, or she needs to get cast as like a, a young female FBI agent and something, or, or you know, working a Woody Allen movie, get or go Indy to Craig. TV,
1: you know, for a while.
0: I think. She, well, she was. She was on Big Love. Oh yeah. You know, so. Oh yeah. Yikes! Oh well. Uh, so what do you think is going to be number one this weekend? I'm. I'm. My my guess is that, uh, just based on sheer. Theater count and sort of the the rah rah nature of it, and uh, you know, political season and all that. That Act of Valor will probably be number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Act of Valor number one, 22 million. Okay. And then I'm gonna say uh, Tyler Perry's Good Deeds, second place with 16 million. I'm gonna say Safe House, third place with 15 million. And then I think uh, Journey 2 will stay probably fourth place. I'm going to say 13 million. And I think Wanderlust will open fifth place with 10 million. And I think Gone will just be Gone. in the bottom, you know, of the top 10. What'd like, you say for. Like uh, 6 million? Good I'll Deed say 16? For Gone. Yes. Good Deed 16, Safe House 15, Journey 2 13, Wanderlust 10. Uh, Ghost Rider, I think, will drop down to about 10. So that'll probably be about sixth place or lower even. And then uh, Gone will be like. Nine or ten went like, let's say, six million. Uh, I think it's going to be a photo
1: finish between Active Valor and Good Deeds. I think Good Deeds is going to be about. Uh, I think Active Valor is going to be number one with 23 million. Good Deeds is going to come in at 22.5. That's right. I (laughs) dropped in a point five because I think those I think those ones are going to be like competing at the end of the weekend. You know, Tyler Perry always has a pretty um, respectable opening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Enough of that. (laughs) What about the vow, though? The I, mean, so I think, maybe that's uh, hang on. played out a little bit now. I think Wanderlust and and uh, I think you know that's two two weekends in a row of guys getting dragged to the movies. <laughs> Plus Valentine's Day. Plus Valentine's Day. So what did uh, Safe House do last weekend? Safe House was uh, number one with twenty-seven point five. Yeah. Okay. So I think. So I think go... the action and and uh, uh, the, the the all the demos that would have played towards Safe House are going to get split up between Active Valor good deeds in Wanderlust. Well, maybe not Wanderlust, but you know what I mean.
1: I think Act of Valor twenty three million, Good Deeds twenty two point five, Safe House at fifteen, and then Wanderlust at fourteen million. Wanderlust, another movie. Um, I think I think um, David Wayne has a good little fan base built up. Yeah, Um, and I also think that it helps that there's Jennifer Jennifer Aniston, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a in a
0: nudist colony. In a nudist colony. Apparently, there's a a, there's a whole lot of nudity in the movie.
1: Yeah, I mean for
0: comedic effect, not for erotica. one, One would imagine one would um so yeah i think <laughs> i think
1: and, and you know what for 14 million if that if it opens to that that's a pretty good opening for that yeah, i think
0: the movie was made for around 30 million so yeah. you know that's not bad now how big of a drop do you expect ghostwriter 2 to have like are we looking at 75 percent drop well i mean it depends I, I i mean i think it's gotten pretty
1: terrible word of mouth but um it's like one of those um I don't know it, it's, it seems like one of those movies that could that could come in with like a 50% drop I, I don't think it yeah. necessarily I mean
0: I feel like a- everybody who was remotely interested in seeing that showed up opening weekend
1: possible I didn't but
0: <laughs> Well are you gonna plan on seeing it or are you gonna wait till Blu ray?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean I, I think that's one of those uh, that's gonna be one of those game time decisions for me. <laughs> <laughs> Down to the wire. And I have to say like as much as I was kind of um, thinking I was gonna go see Star Wars in three D, I never did. And I didn't either now you know, the I just desire dropped like 80,
0: I just dropped eighty bucks in the Blu-ray set and I'm, I'm sick of three D yeah, that oh that is one thing I'll just add about John Carter. You know, 3D it didn't really make a difference to me. Oh, really? I thought it was actually him. I mean, there were moments like it didn't hurt the movie there were moments that look cool in 3d but i think the movie is it looks just as good it would look just as good in 2d it's ultimately i think i want to see it in NyMax because yeah just you know the 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 visual effects were really good like the those aliens were probably the best rendered maybe even a little better than an avatar
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah. they're up
0: there with you know um and, and just the use of lighting and everything and shadow and sunlight like everything looked real that's, was well done. Uh, that also can be attributed to a Pixar background, I think oh, that's a yeah. to detail. Yeah, I mean, you you look at uh, even up to, you know, Cars 2, I thought the 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 animated water and the nighttime stuff and all, all the lighting and everything and that looked, you know, so photorealistic. So, um all right, so did you even pick uh any major Oscar picks you said Artist is best picture. Artist is going to be the best picture. I, I kind of agree with you across the board. I think Meryl Streep's
1: going to win now. Um, okay. Actually, maybe I don't agree what, with you. What about, what about Clooney? I think... Um, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think the... Um, oh God, I can't remember his name. Jean Desjardins? Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to win. Jean bouchard I think Rango's going to win for sure. Yeah. Um, and then... What, uh, what, what I, about director? You, right you, you think the guy quiz. from
0: the, the artist is going to win? Because last year we had an upset. You know, I mean, everybody thought... Uh, Fincher would get it, and then Tom Hooper uh, won the DGA, and then he won the Oscar. And it was, you know, do, do you think it's just kind of a given that Michelle from the artist is going to win? He could win it, um, or do you think Scorsese, you know, could get another one? Because like, think about it, like Hugo is essentially. All about film preservation and, and you know, maybe people want to kind of give a valentine for the guy that yeah. reminded us of that.
1: I don't know. I mean,
0: I my my gut says it's
1: probably going to go to the guy from The Artist, um, but uh, but my, my I would love to see somebody like Alexander Payne do it. <laughs> That'd be yeah. awesome.
0: Although I didn't like what... He, he recently uh, did like a roundtable thing and for The Descendants and... He just, like, really bad-mouthed the guys who had written the previous script. And it's like, I just don't think that's good for You don't throw the other guys under the bus when you're doing PR.
1: Yeah. yeah you know, you just kind point.
0: of, like, you don't need to say that. Exactly. All he had to say was, well, I wanted to take it in a different direction. Something that was closer to the spirit of the book or whatever. Just pull something out of here. You don't have to, like, say, yeah, their work wasn't very good. And I just didn't want to make a movie business. Like, you don't have to do that. It's kind of a <laughs> dick move. Yeah, yeah. So, so take that, Alexander take that. Payne don't whose movies we love (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) all right folks well that'll about do it uh give us a shout out over on itunes sign up for our dark Knight rises newsletter there's a link for it in the uh featured articles section on movies.ign.com um i'm gonna be basically live blogging the uh well not blogging but live tweeting the the oscars and updating our winners in real time so keep an eye on my twitter feed at stacks IGN or at stacks ign and uh and at movies.ign.com uh the oscars will be our top story sunday night obviously so you know just uh you know let me know what you think of the winners and everything else and uh let us know what movies you're going to go see this weekend drop us a line at keep it at real at ign.com uh Send us a few more questions. It was kind of a light week all around, even on reader email questions. Yeah, yeah. If you
1: want to follow me on Twitter, I'll probably tweet once during the Oscars. It's at Chris Carl. Yep, and Carl has an E at the end of it, so
0: it's C-A-R-L-E. Follow me. All right, folks. Well, that'll about do it. Thanks for listening.